0: Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Trisha Friedman. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. On today, we have a very special guest. Any of you who are interested in the ways in which business entrepreneurship can intersect with advocacy work, this episode is going to be one that will delight Um, and one that also will point us in the direction of ways that we can support more queer-owned, queer-run businesses. But first, a bit of business. Are you or someone you know a high school student that identifies as LGBTQ plus? If so, Camp of Mathematical Queries might be the perfect summer opportunity for you. Camp of Mathematical Queries is a free virtual math enrichment program designed to tap into the rich funds of knowledge of the LGBTQ plus community and to provide a space in which queer and mathematical identities are affirmed as interconnected entities central to the teaching and learning of math. Throughout the camp, students will engage in mathematical problem posing and problem solving of tasks centered on the beauty and joy of LGBTQ culture and history. To learn more about this free enrichment opportunity, visit TheQueerMathematicsTeacher.com. For more on that, head over to the show notes. Now, on with this episode's conversation... Enjoy.
1: Hi, everyone. I am Shep from Only Human. I am the Partnerships and Growth Coordinator for Only Human. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm super excited to be here today. So Only Human is a community organization of good humans doing good things for good causes. We partner with a different nonprofit every quarter, which is a little bit different because we went through a restructure where we used to partner with a different nonprofit every month, but that was chaotic. And we decided we wanted to be a little bit more intentional about that. So we're really loving this change that we're kind of flowing into in 2022. So you can check us out at only human on Instagram. Um, and my personal Instagram account is at dshep 33. So go ahead and check us out. And yeah, connect with us there
0: great and we will include all that information as well as some other links about only human in the show notes thank you for joining us Um, again i'm just really excited to get to celebrate the work that only human does during the month of pride and i'm glad you sort of talked about some of the restructuring because um, you know i I want us to dig in and talk about some of that, that intentional decision that really comes through even just you know as i kind of make my way through the website and and read about the different things that only human is doing and i'd love to start first and foremost with the mission for only humans which reads quote only human is a community organization fueled by kindness and social entrepreneurship we believe in the power of humans coming together to help move us all forward in the ways that truly matter bring your broken parts, your struggles and your raw selves end quote. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that mission and and what it sort of means to you in practice as you are doing your work you know kind of week in, week out.
1: Absolutely. So originally I think that comes from the backstory of how only Human was created and now only human was created out of our founder Bree pair's personal story and they, are one of those people that can just inspire and share things with others and really foster this sense of connection. So Bree's story, um, that's obviously for them to share, but as it relates to Only Human, was that story of hitting rock bottom and being vulnerable about it and sharing it with other people and sharing it on their platform and what they found was that society needed that. Society needed somebody who wasn't afraid to say, I'm really struggling, I don't feel great about myself, things are not going well, and create a space that others could also come and share similar things. And out of that, and out of that need for community, only human was born and Bree's vision to create something that not only provided that community, but helped us to also move forward as a society, no matter how we're coming, whether we're coming broken, whether we're actively working on ourselves, whether we're just sitting with ourselves right now to pause and take the next breath. It's taking everybody together, no matter what they're bringing and moving forward together and doing good together. And I think that that kind of leads into what Brie and I do on a day-to-day. Um, we're a very small team over here at Only Human. We wear a lot of different hats. Um, and I think being able to share a space together where we can say, I absolutely have no idea what I'm supposed to do with this, but also feel assured that you have somebody that's going to help you get through that and figure out what those answers need to be. It very much translates into um, the mission of Only Human. And I think that it's cool too, because if at some point, we're all going to struggle. We're going to struggle in our personal lives. We're going to struggle in our professional lives. We're going to struggle with, you know, things that are within our control and outside of our control and being in a space where you may not have to share your struggle, but know that other people understand that the human experience is far bigger than whatever thing we're working on right now. Um, and that you have, people around you and a community around you that is a safe space to share that or to just come and sit in that. So the biggest thing for my day today would be the work with our nonprofit partners. So that's one of the major partnerships things that I work on. I also work with different companies um, and human impact partners. So think of influencers that have their own branded image of themselves or their own small company. Um, I also manage all of those. But our nonprofit partners, when we went through this reorganization and when we thought about what does it mean to be kind and what does it mean to really push forward in this We realized that we were doing too much and we were switching and it was really cool and we could impact a lot of different spaces month to month, but it didn't allow us the time to internally breathe and get to connect with these people and leave the impact that we knew that we could. So now when I get on a meeting, I could talk to our nonprofit partners 10, 12 times During the course of a quarter during the year prior to the quarter kicking off throughout the campaign and we get to have meetings that are more than just getting our work done and accomplishing the to do lists and the things that we have to do to make it successful um, to crush our goals, we get to talk about life, we get to talk as friends and as colleagues and see the whole person and the whole individual that's often behind these grassroots nonprofits that we get to work with. And knowing and hearing that makes it personally, for me, feel a lot more authentic. And I think it allows for a lot of the creativity in the campaigns that we are running now.
0: That's, you know, that's really a great message to hear. I mean, sometimes I think we really do need to think about what will allow our work to be sustainable and, you know, your your message there about, going deeper with the individuals that you're working with, that you're supporting and connecting is so important. Um, I I really appreciate you highlighting that. And that also means that you have been speaking to Lisa Foreman. So I actually learned about um, your organization because I saw the cause campaign partnership that you have with Pride and Less Prejudice. Um, Co-founder Lisa Foreman has been on this podcast a, a few times and um, you know, again, I I just I really admire the work that Pride and Less Prejudice is doing. I think it's more important now than ever before. Uh, I think Absolutely. today's actually the the final day of that cause campaign partnership. So listeners, maybe a few hours left uh, for you to to check that out and and make your contribution. But I'd love to hear more from you um, in terms of how that partnership came to be, and maybe even just explaining what is a cause campaign. Absolutely.
1: So for
0: those of you that missed any of the
1: previous podcasts, um, Pride and Less Prejudice focuses on fostering inclusive classrooms. And we immediately fell in love with the mission of this nonprofit um, to provide LGBTQ inclusive books to pre-K through third grade classrooms. Um, to help foster conversations between teachers and students. And their slogan is read out loud, read out proud. So we absolutely loved everything about this. And we actually found out about them because Lisa contacted us through our submissions pages. And with everything that's going on in state legislatures around the country, it seemed like the perfect fit for that, And I could not have been happier that Lisa and Becca, I have formed relationships with them that I am so thankful um, for the things that they provide. I've sat on plenty of their um, internal education boards that really allow you to learn a lot about what educators are going through. My other job is I'm actually a homeschool teacher. So being able to take some of these concepts or at least know what people in the public education system kind of have to sift through in their classrooms is really helpful for me um, to know. So this cause, though, has a really close knit tie to both Brie and I. Um, Our stories from our childhoods are laden with the lack of education and the lack of conversations around the LGBTQ community and topics like that. I grew up essentially in a very religious household that didn't really speak much about this um, community, about the LGBTQ community. And when they did, it wasn't necessarily in the most positive light, Um, which in your formative years is like, okay, well, this is how it's gonna be. And then, you know, you have the opportunity to somehow move away or get out of that and be introduced to an entirely new way of thinking. For me, that was not even until my graduate degree. It wasn't even undergrad. I still went to a private Christian university And it wasn't even until my graduate degree that it was like, oh, that's who I am. And I just wonder and I'm so thankful um, that Pride and Less Prejudice puts these, provides these books for teachers and educators and librarians to have in such young classes. Like I always wonder, you know, what would my life have been like if the conversation or the narrative around that? Was a lot more open and um, exploratory. So, providing these education materials to the classrooms for free um, so that these kinds of stories and conversations can be had is super important to us over here at Only Human because these kids are the next generation.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, I will also be sure to link to. Pride and Less Prejudice page. Again, um, you know, any of the longtime listeners are probably familiar with us mentioning them. They do remarkable work. Um, and again, their co-founders are great, great people. So it was wonderful to see um, this partnership. You also have currently a 30 Days of Pride initiative. Um, The link again is gonna be over there in the show notes. Uh, And just again, as I look through that part of the website, it really quite quickly becomes clear that a lot of intention went into thinking about what your organization wanted to do for Pride. Can you just walk us through the planning stages for that um, and, and maybe let listeners know why they want to be sure to click on that link as well?
1: Absolutely. So Only Human is an LGBTQ plus owned and operated company. Um, and we are also a small business. And so I'm sure as people have noticed, there are rainbows slapped on everything right about now. That is the key that, you know, it is June um, when the rainbow logos start coming out. And so a lot of rainbow washing happens and, when we sit down to think about pride, it's one of our biggest times. We celebrate LGBTQ plus folks all year. This never changes for us, but pride is still a time to celebrate. It's still a time to really learn and educate yourself. Even as an LGBTQ plus human, I still am learning things, or I'm keeping up to date with the policies and politics that are going on right now that could potentially impact you know somebody in the LGBTQ plus community if it's not even just myself so when we sit down and when to think about a campaign and pride is no different we really think about how can we inspire people that is one of the biggest things we look for this can look like a lot of different things it can be a call to action it can be challenging people to send a simple message to someone that's important and showing them gratitude and expressing that to them. Um, and so this Pride season, we really came in with this excitement. We wanted people to be excited. Pride, Pride festivals are coming back um, slowly. We haven't been together for a while. We haven't had a lot of these experiences. So we wanted people to know that this year, we're here to celebrate. We're here to have fun. We're here to lift up the LGBTQ plus community and we've got to do it in a lot of cool ways. So we have a couple of collaborators right now. One of them is our pride chocolate collection with ritual chocolates. Um, so that's super cool. It's a dark chocolate um, made out of Utah. And there's, um, some stuff on our social media about that, where you can kind of get a behind the scenes of inside the chocolate factory, um, (laughs) so to speak. And then also our CBD collab with the Pollock family over at Ziggy's Naturals. And, you know, we just wanted to have a lot of fun. Like I actually got to meet Jordan from Ziggy's Naturals, um, probably about a month ago now when I just happened to be in Austin. And I think that that's one of the coolest things about only human is that I feel like I've known Jordan forever and I literally just met him a month ago in person. And I think that that's super cool. Another thing about this campaign though, is while we're here to have fun and we're here to celebrate, we're also not afraid to talk about the hard things Addiction runs rampant within the LGBTQ plus community. Mental health issues are rampant everywhere. Um, and we really want people to have a space to come and know ways that they can get involved or resources that they can share with other people. And being aware of the policies that are happening that affect the LGBTQ plus community. So we have fun. Um, we provide resources, we educate, and those are all things that we try to incorporate in all of our campaigns because they are really kind of the bread and butter of the company.
0: And, uh, you know, again, I I love that you point out what you're trying to do is inspire folks. And another link that's going to be in the show notes will take listeners over to your events page where you're taking action, you are fostering community, you're bringing people together in so many different ways. Can you talk to us a little bit again about you know the events that matter that you prioritize and maybe point us to something that we can look forward to coming up in the summer or perhaps the fall?
1: Absolutely, so if you have followed along this journey with us um, prior to COVID, you saw that we were at a ton of events for Pride. Um so we are still doing that but this year we in this revamp we took a pause we were like how cool would it be for us to be able to actually go and experience them instead of working them so Brie and I will be at different prides just personally um so if you happen to see that on our social media pages um yeah maybe a meetup would be would be really cool but we are all about fostering community and creating this safe space. So during COVID, we had a plethora of Zoom meetings that would happen just to try to create community um, and keep people connected. Those have kind of gone to the wayside because I feel like everybody's tired of Zoom and any online meetings at this point now that we can kind of get out in a more safe manner. Um, But we do have an advocate community. And that would be the one way I think that if you are looking for community, and you're looking for a safe space, join us at our advocate community, because we drop you in to a Facebook group where you can connect and um, really just get to know other people and you can talk about deep things or you can share dog and cat videos or anything along those lines is really what kind of what goes on. So it is a place for you to go get advice, um, or to just have some fun. Another thing is we often do give back trips and part of the give back trips is, fostering community with the people that are there, but also learning a lot more um, about yourself and self-exploration. So not only do you get to go and give back to um, a community, you also get to work on yourself and make honestly lifelong friends out of that. We just went on one in May and we had the best time. And we had some repeat people that it was so amazing to get to see those humans and to hear those stories. And it was also cool because this was the time where when they first met us in October of 2021, Brie and I were really in the middle of this transition type period. And then they got to come back in May and see us In the exact like same environment, same environment, same give back trip, completely different humans showing up on these two trips. And it was cool because I also got to see that in other people. And so, yeah, joining the advocate community, come with us on a give back trip. And then we're going to start ramping up volunteer events. And we're going to start with three cities for now, um, Phoenix, Chicago, and Boston. Um, I'm in Phoenix. Bree is now located in Chicago. And we have an amazing advocate in Boston named Carly. And so we'll start posting those as well. Um, But we have plenty of resources also to get involved. We've worked with a wonderful organization, called Gay for Good, run by Ann Friedman. And she is absolutely amazing. And they have chapters all over the country where LGBTQ plus people and allies get together and go out and volunteer. And it is safe and literally safe and fun for the entire family unit, in most cases, and just a cool way to get to meet people in your local community.
0: I'm really glad that you brought up earlier, you know, again, the the pink washing that happens in June and how certain companies and corporations will all of a sudden, you know, uh, rainbow-fy their logo. But as you mentioned, not a lot else happened in the other 11 months of the year. And you're painting a picture of work that embraces who they say they support all the time in many different ways. The audience of this show, you know, is primarily made up of educators, some of whom teach business, they teach entrepreneurship, you know, the the skills to really think about what you want your mission to be as an individual and then, uh, you know, whatever organization you're a part of. And I love too that on your resources page you have a document there for for you know folks to go through, walk through. What are your values? How might you go about thinking, um, you know, more deeply about what your mission, what you might want that to look like? And I'm wondering for those educators who do uh, really intentionally dig into what it means to be an entrepreneur and how entrepreneurship and advocacy work. Don't have to be seen as separate. You know, the story that you're telling here is really a marriage of those things. Do you have any advice or insight that you would have for those educators?
1: Absolutely. Um, Being an educator myself, it's hard sometimes to inspire people without their own experience of something. It's hard to kind of, you know, tell them this story of how you got to where you were and, what you had to go through, because you can't really appreciate all of those highs and lows unless you are the one that is experiencing that. So my biggest takeaway and my biggest piece of advice is if you're inspired and you have a passion, you're going to find a way to make it happen. And I think that that's one of those things that you, if you really want it, you'll really go after it to get it. And I think that that's one of those things that you can teach into your students, no matter how young or how old they are. The world moves forward because humans have a vision to make it a better place or to change something. And it doesn't matter what stage of life you're in if you put your mind to it and you surround yourself with, people that help you through the low times and people who can give you advice on when their company went through a restructure. And you realize that you're not the only one that's going through it. You're not the first one. You're not going to be the last one. And that it takes that team um, of people surrounding you to be able to, to move you forward. I work as a collaboration with a teen named Hunter Page. And he's from Hunter's Rainbow. And this is a completely teen-led organization. And it is all about making the world a more colorful place to live. And Hunter has this beautiful story that he came and told me um, about his personal uh, struggles in his home community and how he turned that around and into a business that now serves that that very community that was judging him and that he felt like he didn't belong in, um, in the South. And so he came to me and said, Hey, I've got this traction. I'm going to open up a physical store. I want to have LGBTQ plus brands and I want you to be the clothing brand. I want you to be a part of it. How can I make this work with you? And it was so cool to sit back and be on a meeting with a teenager who is like, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make this work. It has not been easy, but I can do this. Um, so that was, that was really cool to see. Um, And personally here at Only Human, you know, we've gone through some really huge high points and we have hit some lows over the past few years. Um, And that restructure last year, it, it really challenged us. It brought us closer. It made us go back and visit that values workshop, go back and visit the Enneagram test where it looks at our strengths. And when we went through that restructure and when we brought forward the things that um, we value and the strengths that the two of us have, which are vastly different, by the way, vastly different strengths at this table, um, we we had to figure out what is it that the combination of the two of us are good at and where do we want to go from here? And unfortunately for us, you know, that meant that some things that the organization did previously, we had to cut out. We, the two of us realized that, well, A, this is neither one of our strengths. And B, we don't simply have the time or the bandwidth to do this right now. And maybe later on it will come back, but it really, really sucked to have to cut places Um, and trim things that were no longer serving us and were distracting us from what we ultimately wanted to accomplish. And it was frustrating and it was hard because we didn't want to let go of it. Um, And then when we let go, obviously different paths opened. And it was like, you know, when in the before spring you trim all of the plants and then they come back in the spring and they're beautiful and they've grown and they are just massive compared to what they were before but you have to trim them all the way down and then let them go and I feel like that's kind of the experience that that we've
0: been on. That's really beautiful and I, I love how you're talking about the journey as being collaborative. I think that's a really great message, you know, thinking about the ways in which partnering with others and partnering with others whose strengths are different from ours. There's a big advantage to that. Um, and also the ability to have those hard conversations and the importance of the reflection. You know, I, I, I really value you sharing those things. And it echoes, uh, I'm gonna give a little mini shout out to, I don't know if you know Dory Clark, who's kind of a, a big thought leader. And um, she's actually a guest on an upcoming episode of a different podcast that I'm co-hosting right now. And I wanna give her a shout out because she's made her, her course, her LinkedIn course for LGBTQ plus professionals. It's free right now. And she talks about that all the time, right? We have these competing interests. We can't do all the things, we can't be all of the people to everyone in our audience. So having that finely tuned focal point and really thinking about what's important and what's possible, um, It maybe it's easier said than done. And I, I like that you mentioned, hey, it wasn't easy, right? Setting those priorities is tough, but clearly it, it's paying off for the work that you are doing. I really appreciate, again, Listeners, head over to the web page. There are so many great ways that you can partner, you can learn with Only Human. And for those students in your class who are interested in entrepreneurship, I just think the modeling that Only Human is doing is really powerful. So for sure, the messaging that's going out on social media is great to share as well. So thank you so much for sharing all of your expertise and wisdom and your story with us. And um, I, I wish you the best of luck with all of your future partnerships. I look forward to seeing what comes next. Awesome. Thank you so
1: much for having us. And I am more than willing to talk to anybody that needs advice, um, that needs anything like that. You can just reach out to us on the Only Human account or email us um, through our website. And somebody, most likely me, because we wear a lot of different hats, um, will get back to you on that. Um, so yeah. I, my biggest, my biggest piece of advice is if you want to start something, whether that's a social cause or anything, you know, find a group of people that also believe in the same things that you do. And with everyone together, you can definitely do it.
0: That's a wonderful note to end on. Thank you again so much and happy pride. Awesome. Happy pride to you as well. Listeners, thank you for enjoying this episode of the podcast. You can head over to the show notes, learn all the different ways that you can connect with only human. As of uh, recording of this episode, for those of you on Instagram, they are at 85.7 thousand followers. Wouldn't it be great if by the end of Pride, they hit 90? 90? Uh, so give them a follow if you're on Instagram. In closing, we have another opportunity to share with you for those of you who are, again, continuing to think about ways in which you can grow, you can foster your connections and your network this summer.
2: Hello, everyone. This summer of learning, we are opening a space for mindful self-inquiry on racial literacy and intercultural competence. This coaching program will take place online over four weeks. We will be meeting for one hour every week to delve into concepts of identity, anti-racism and cultural understanding. This is in order to understand our positionality as teachers or as leaders in the classroom or at the institutional level. We do know that this is a first step for building equitable learning spaces. To gain racial literacy will help you see the world of the classroom or the teaching and learning through the eyes of your students or the pupils that you serve so we hope you can join us the program starts the 5th of july Uh, we'll share the registration link in the description hope to see you soon